Well, all good things must come to an end. We would like to welcome everyone to the last Inter Miami podcast episode of the season. Jay Kington, alongside, as always, Mr. Alex Papa George. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great, Jay. It is, man, it's good to see you. It has been a little bit of time. We actually shared Thanksgiving together, which, uh, honestly, I'm still kind of recovering from. That was one hell of a night there, bud. But uh, had a little bit of time off with the fam, and now we're back on the mics to bring a pretty special episode, everybody. We are bringing a special episode because in true Inner Miami fashion we try and stay as positive as possible we're not going to talk about you know how we lost in the playoffs three to nil against the other expansion team and it was a complete meltdown we're not going to talk about these things yeah we're not we're we're not going to talk about the other expansion team making it so much farther in the playoffs yeah we're not we're not going to talk about alex's teary eyes you know we're not me pulling my hair out just Cursing the TV up a storm. We're not going to talk about the, you know, kind of semi, you know, unfortunately disappointing year that we had. No, we're going to ignore all that and just be happy we made the play. Uh, I don't even know if I can say play, play. We made the play in round. So we'll take it. We'll take it. We'll stay positive. But we have a really fun episode coming to you. We are going to roll out the first ever Inter Miami podcast awards. But before we get into this, if you do not already, check us out on social media, Facebook and Instagram at InterMiami Podcast. We are on Twitter, different at InterMIA Podcast. And yes, we still have a website where pictures of Alex may cheer you up after being knocked out of the playoffs. <laughs> and you can send us an email at Alex at InterMiamiPodcast.com. I think that's all the plugs I have for us today, buddy. I'm pretty sure you had two ats in there, but... Uh, I think I did. Yeah, you know, someone's got to mess it up on the last episode. I'm just glad I'm the only person that me. can get the email correct. That's why I do this. Until now. Anyway, this is a real special podcast for Jay and myself. We had have a blast. We had a blast putting together this awards. It's, it's a lot of our input with... A little bit of your input and somehow we created this monster and we have the impc award show that we're going to present today and what are the actual awards we're going to be sending to the players Ooh, there's a lot there's a lot but by a lot i mean there's very little um we're actually accepting bidders right now should to we just put send together, them like a inner mommy podcast mug maybe like a hat Maybe a hat. Okay, sticker. Hat. People like the stickers, actually. People do like the stickers, but I, I don't know what professional athletes do with stickers. I don't know, man. But you know what I was thinking is kind of like a... You don't put, a, you don't put a sticker a, on a Mercedes, bud. No, you don't. But you could hand out some pretty old-fashioned, like, small, like, fist-size awards with, like, an etched-out, you know, embroidered, like... I know what we're going to have to do is we're actually going to have to mail them awards. But I think we go to, like, a local trophy shop and we get, like, the same soccer trophies that you would get in like first grade 
of just like a little child, like bronze child, and just write their name on it and send them the award. Jay, did something happen to you in the first grade that you need to tell everybody no, about? I, you know, I got all these trophies in my room. You know, some say my parents will tell you because I was an amazing athlete. You know, <laughs> the coaches will tell you it's strictly participation. Let me guess. Were you the most improved player year after year? Um, my freshman year I was. All right, solid. I got. I did get one of those. I did get one of those. Did you make it past your sophomore? Yeah, I did. I did actually. I did. I. Uh, we, we won a state championship. Don't come at me with those numbers, buddy. I, I've got a ring that'll knock you out. There he is. There he is. The legend himself, <laughs> Jay Kington. But as we were talking about, it is a special episode today. And if you haven't done so already. Go ahead and subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Do your thing on any podcast platform. We are available. iHeartRadio apparently is the largest. iHeartRadio has gone ahead and picked up us, but I guess they pick up a decent amount of shows too. But anyway... This is our last episode for a while, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit of a break from everybody. We've been covering the team for damn Jay, I don't know, like 16, 17 months or so before the first signing even happened with Carranza and Pella Messi, which we'll get into that. But uh Yeah, it was uh it was a hobby that turned into a full time job and uh you know, we're gonna take a few weeks off. Well, relax I mean, and uh you know maybe going on vacations i have no idea what we're gonna do we'll be back shortly though we're gonna round up all the news we're gonna hype up the preseason hype up the team we're gonna do our job but we're gonna take a little break so please uh, excuse us as we do take a brief leave of absence but we have a very fun episode to leave on a very good and a very high note but before we get into these awards let's just kind of update everyone uh, on what's going on around the club. Uh, we will have the awards, and then we, of course, will recap what's been going on in the MLS Cup playoffs. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, you're, you're already aware of what happened with Inter-Miami. But if you want to you know, stick around, we'll update you on where the rest of the teams fall and uh, the matches coming up. But let's go ahead and get right into it, buddy. What's happening? What's breaking around the club today? Yeah, I mean, nothing to really report because there haven't been any new signings. Just because, hey, check it out. The season's still going on without us. But around Inter-Miami news, the Inter-Miami CF Stadium will be hosting the U.S. men's national team for the first time in a friendly match against El Salvador on Wednesday, December 9th at 7.30 p.m., Eastern Standard Time, it will be down here in South Florida, like I just said. And guess what, Jay? You know where these people can check it out? Where can they check it out, buddy? ESPN. So <laughs> I thought don't... you were going to say the Inter-Miami app. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you all right? <laughs> Sorry. This is the, uh, the first game the U.S. men's national team will play since 2014 up at FAU Stadium in Boca Raton, where they played against... Honduras, if I recall correctly, they drew 1-1 off a Josie Altador goal. Only reason I know that is because I was actually at that game. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and go to this game, too. And uh, we're excited. Uh, season ticket holders, there will be 2,500. If you're not really too good at math, that's 2,500. Uh, seats that will go out. And season ticket holders will get first dibs. Everything that falls outside that will go to the general public and the rest of the american patriots out there we plan on being there do you is 20 what'd you say 2500 and 2500 is that math yeah yeah 
you know, round up to two. Well, you know, you always show up for a Miami podcast with some fast math there. But, but you know, outside of that, that's really it. I, there's nothing really else to talk we about. Do it. We do. Uh, you know what? Since this is the last episode, I'm not sticking to the script. I don't care. I'm going rogue. There Jay, is one player rumor. Stick to the script. There is one player rumor that we've mentioned before. I've always been in full support of it because I'm a Chelsea fan. There are rumors that Beckham has made Olivier Giroud French World Cup winner alongside Blaise Matuidi on that 2018 team. Uh, also current striker for Chelsea, although he's kind of taken a backseat to the new reinvigorated squad we have with Timo Werner up there. Uh, and, you know, fans are kind of torn on this. He is a goal poacher. There's some credit to what they're saying with that. You know, we still would need service to get the goals. Might not make sense bringing just a poacher in here. But as a Chelsea fan, I say that's all nonsense. We'll welcome him with open arms. David Beckham has offered to buy him a high-rise condo in the Porsche building where he is a unit, where Leo Messi has a unit, or a mansion in Sunny Isles Beach. He gets to make the choice. Uh, and something great happened today, especially as a Chelsea fan. But Olivier Giroud banged in four goals against Sevilla in the final match of the UEFA Champions League group stage. He also scored the winner against Rennes in the previous game. So he is, uh, even though he's riding the bench for most of the time, he's coming in and still making impacts. We will welcome you with open arms, reunite you with Blaze, and just make Jay one happy camper. <laughs> well, that is the rumor talk around the rumor cooler. That is Jay's favorite segment and unfortunately we haven't heard too much of it as the season's been going on i know that that's always a fan favorite but uh you heard it here that is a potential new signing that we may have you know we're not really sure how these dps are going to fall especially you know one in particular that we're going to talk about a little bit later but yeah well there there are a couple that we're going to have to mention honestly and you know i i do dream of a day where the mls just matches the the rest of the uh, FIFA leagues with their transfer window. So the MLS transfer window is not offset from the mm -hmm. European transfer window, but freedom to dream. That's our slogan. One day we'll get it. Yeah. Well, very true, sir. And, you know, I guess before, before we start getting in these awards, we did have our last game. We wanted to touch on it very briefly. Uh, unfortunately, it seems like the Argentinians decided to go out and blow it out uh, the weekend prior to the playoffs <laughs> happening. Um, <laughs> there's got to be a story behind this, man. There, there has to be a story behind, you I mean, know. There's the, a little bit. Yeah, the Iguain brothers and LGP, you know, copping COVID before our final match against Nashville, which obviously is a pretty dramatic blow. Yeah, but so what had happened was Federico contracted at first and then i guess without him knowing uh they had a like pregame meeting at the iguain's crib and lgp was there and then they all three got it so we're out our was it uh, just them three invited to the, the meeting it was just the three argentinians i'm right. assuming the meeting took I'm, I'm, i think spanish was the only language spoken but we were out our best defender we were out our best striker and um, honestly, we're out of talented center mid that we wanted to see more out of the season, but we didn't. But not ideal Let going into the playoffs. This, Jay, do you happen to know the location of said meeting? Like, did this happen at like, you know, wall or like. No, prime? it happened at a house in South Florida. Just them. Just them. Just okay. us three. Yep. Well, you heard, well, you heard it here. Who it knows? It was an Argentinian affair, as they would say. Interesting. Well, it was definitely an affair. It was unfair to our team, uh, in all honesty, because. 
that kind of, that game kind of got it out of our grasp before it even started. And that seemed to be the story of our team all year. Yeah, it did. I mean, honestly, I don't know if they were, if they would have played, would have made, you know, would we, would we've got to win? I have no idea. Like, before the game, Pizarro was warming up and spitting gum out of his mouth and trying to catch oh it. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, that was... The whole team was just kind of just not fully there. You're so right. I'm so glad you brought that up. If anyone saw that, please ping us. DM us, do whatever, because that was epic. <laughs> you actually saw him tilt his head back, yeah. shoot the gum into the air, probably about eight inches into the sky, and totally dismissed. Yeah, you couldn't even catch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know what? They they work with their feet, not their uh, their mouse apparently. Oh man, that's hysterical. But um, yeah, obviously a little bit more of a disastrous game for us. Coming off a pretty big high, uh, you know, getting that W against Cincinnati FC in the last match in the in the straight hurricane too, and just point that out. But. Anyway, we were the seventh team to ever make it to the playoffs in their debut season. So that's something to potentially hold our hats on. I know it was a little bit of a rocky year for numerous reasons. But, uh, but yeah, Jay, uh, regardless of the outcome, <laughs> our season's over, brother. Our season is over. Uh, so just sit back and, you know. Watch the rest of the league, I guess. I don't know. Play, yeah, which, you can play I, FIFA with Inter-Miami now. So Yeah, and, and, and you know – you know, it's funny. We were, we were doing a lot of prep for this episode and, you know, in doing so, read an article on Goal.com by Ryan Tomich, who is really kind of talking about the reference of really, really kind of never felt like the season got going for us. You know, yeah. you know, uh, Inter Miami released a pretty cool article that kind of showed a synopsis of the season between, you know, the get go and, you know, obviously it's wrap up. And, you know, there were so many hurdles that came along this route besides the obvious, which is being an expansion team in a professional league, which even at that front, you're at a, you're at a disadvantage to all the other teams around you. So, you know, this team was definitely, the season was definitely one that was uh, for the record books and probably not in the, in the, in the right way, but it was, it was something, Jay. Well, yeah. So, I mean, you start the season with having, you know, one young designated player and then one designated player uh, in Pizarro. So we played through almost half the season without a, our third DP. We get Iguain later on in the season, but we play two games, right, against LAFC, DC United. Then two days before our, our home inaugural game, we get a five-week delay. We get the MLS's back tournament. We don't even make it into the, the, the playoff round of that. So then we have a, another, what is that, four-week break. Um I mean, like it's stop and go, stop and go. Team's not here. Some people are getting COVID. We've dealt with some injuries. We get Iguain. We've never, we have not been able to to play a full season with uh, with full confidence yet. So, you know, it's hurdles to overcome. There were some positives, some negatives, but hopefully we come back into this next season on a, on a high note. Yeah. One actually comment that I actually wanted to ask you about, sir, was the AJ De La Garza comments where like after the game, he kind of admitted to, you know, the language barriers, you know, being a challenge on the pitch. And it's funny. I remember when we were watching the, one of the earlier games actually in the season, we were sitting around with Chloe and Sherry and, you know, Sherry pointed out, like, you know, I bet it's difficult to communicate, you know, on the pitch and, you know, talking about the relationship between, you know, different languages and, and nationalities. And, you know, we had kind of opened up that conversation and to see how it kind of unraveled and to actually see someone within the organization, not just within the organization, but like an active player talking about that barrier and that difficulty. 
you know, it, it kind of brings questions, you know, how, how you brought this team together. And I mean, communication is number one. And if you can't do that on the field, I got to imagine that you're at some kind of a disadvantage. Jay. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, what half the team speaks Spanish, <laughs> you know, and there's a portion of the team that speaks Spanish, but doesn't speak English. Half the team speaks English I and mean, they don't speak Spanish. So everyone's on the different page. The coach doesn't speak English. You know, Alonso doesn't speak English. So yeah, there, there are these barriers all over the place. It was really interesting. And, you know, once he said that, that kind of became a little trending headline in the, uh, the inner Miami world. And it's definitely something I think we should be aware of. Yes, there were a lot of difficulties, but you know, that's tough. I, the, the, every player we've interviewed, we've kind of asked that question though. Mm -hmm. And they said there haven't really been any issues. You know, there are translators on the team, which I guess is great. It makes sense in meetings and in training, but when you're actually out there on the pitch, um, you know, if you're not really all on the same page, things can go wrong. And I think we saw that, you know, a few too many times this season. So definitely something that I hope we can improve upon. I hope the players we have, you know, turn to the, to the Rosetta Stone or turn to the Babel or, you know, these resources out there to try and bridge that communication gap because only positive things can happen if we can bridge that gap. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. And, you know, it's something to, you know, address in the off season. And I mean, you know, we're not inside of the locker room talking to that point, but it was something interesting. And I thought it was definitely worth bringing it up and, you know, talking about it. And one other thing that I wanted to talk about before uh, jumping into these awards is Jay, have you, where the hell did Breck Shea go? Uh, well, he's battling through some injuries that nobody really fully you know, knew what was going on at the time. And then he came back and was available for like the past two games, but I don't think he was on the reserves for uh, the second to last game. And, and he didn't get any, any playing time. I just don't think that he was fully fit to, uh, to play a, a game at, at the crunch time at the end of the season because, you know, there were several instances in that kind of, you know, middle of the season, almost middle late stages where we could have set ourselves up in a much better position. But we dropped some serious points to, you know, honestly, some teams I think we could have gone out there and won, such as, you know, like the first games against Nashville, which we barely lost. Um, you know, even against like New York Rebels, complete meltdown, FC Dallas, Toronto, we were doing well in the first half. So, we kind of set it up to a, a, a ultimatum at the end of the season. And I think Diego just couldn't risk playing Breck when he wasn't 100% fit just to make sure we got the win against Cincinnati, which is a shame to say, because they're the worst team in the league. Yeah. I mean, disappointing to see him not out there, but you know, obviously for reason or else we probably would have seen his big, beautiful blonde Viking ass out there. But anyway, for those of you looking about what is next after this season ends. Well, you know, obviously the playoffs are still going on right now, but right now the teams are pretty much telling uh, the league whether or not they're going to exercise options on player contracts. That's going on right now. I know it's probably expected that Inter Miami would have already came out with this, but uh, as of the recording of the podcast uh, today, which is December 2nd, you know, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We didn't say that, but December 2nd, uh, you know, the Inter Miami has not yet uh, really kind of shared that information with the league. So we will keep everybody posted. Um, next big milestone is December 13th uh, after a 45-day roster freeze. Teams will be able to trade players within a five-hour window from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. on December 13th. Um, clubs won't be allowed to sign or trade players until after the 2020 expansion draft ends, though. So that is kind of your next date to be on the lookout. And then December 15th, 
Austin FC. Now, again, this is a new expansion team in the MLS. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, if you haven't checked out Austin, pretty rowdy city, to be honest. But well, anyway. I mean, and Matthew McConaughey is one of the owners. <clears throat> How, if, if, you don't like, owners? if you don't yeah, like Matthew right. McConaughey, then you know what? Bleep you. <laughs> anyway they are joining the league next year um they will be able to select up to five players from other teams in the 2020 expansion draft now don't worry inter miami i don't think they're gonna take our players (laughs) now miami will have their players eligible and for those of you who have been with this podcast for pretty much since day one uh, you know that we went through this process last year, so it's pretty much everything that happened to us is going to happen to Austin FC. So that list of players will be eligible. We picked in the expansion draft that will be on December 14th. Last date to keep in mind that has been disclosed thus far is December 16th, which is free agency and the end of year waiver process beginning. And those are the dates that you can really look after and, you know, mix in a little MLS playoffs in the uh, in between. Yeah, we're going to have a uh, few more matches here before we get to the actual MLS Cup championship game. But uh, again, we'll update you on that at the end of the episode. Let's get into what we're excited about. What's keeping us happy after uh, this? The game we're not going to talk about the complete meltdown that we're not going to really mention. Yeah, never. I mean, you know, we're not going to talk about, you know, the team not advancing, you know, that far in the playoffs. Exactly. And, you know, so for the first inaugural Inner Miami Podcast Awards, you might ask, what are these awards? And some of the questions you might ask is what each award is, what each award means and who is winning. Why don't you break this down for us, buddy? I feel like that was like a Morgan Freeman clip on some like glacier documentary in Alaska. Don't give me that much credit. (laughs) Anyway, before we get into these awards, I want to go ahead and put a disclaimer that this has nothing to do with the team. (laughs) Everything to do with the team. (laughs) This has everything to do with us. (laughs) Just... Just just needing to hand out some trophies for this first inaugural season, man. It it has been a it has been a wild one. But you know, as Jay said, this will be the first annual MPC award show. We're gonna talk about what each award is, what each award means, which I think is exactly the same thing, and then who is winning the award. <laughs> I just realized it said first inaugural, which is just redundant. Whatever. You're so right. Oh, man. So, without further ado, run us through the number of awards and the award categories. All right. All right. There's nine in total. Numero uno, that's number one, is defensive. Don't you start with this, okay? (laughs) Don't you start with this. Is, Is defensive player of the year. Number two is an award very special to Jay and I, and that is the David Norman Jr. Sportsmanship Award. It's an important one. It's a big it's one right there. One of the most highly coveted. That's a big one, and that's a big coveted. responsibility. I don't say coveted. Yeah, I was like, whoa, dude, it's 2020, too soon. Moving on, next category, best flow on the team. That's hair. 
for the non-flow gods. Yes, I was gonna say for you youngsters, but I would probably say for the elderly folk that means bro. The hair. youngsters have immaculate haircuts. They don't have bowl cuts like we did growing up. Whoa, whoa, dude! I you had actually had a bowl cut. Oh, I'm like, sorry. I didn't mean to hit a spot. That was a joke about millennials, but dang, we got them. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Inner Miami assist of the year. Pretty special one. Mm-hmm. Moving on, Mr. Clutch. It was a big-time award. I'm sure you could put the pieces together, but who shows up in big moments? Next category is the Inner Miami Goal of the Year. Mm. And there are very few to pick from. (laughs) (laughs) Going forward, the MVP slash standout performer of 2020. And our last category, Best Moment. (laughs) We're not going to be invited back. (laughs) (laughs) um all right let's go ahead and get it cracking i don't know i'm gonna have to look up like the oscars music i hope we don't get sued but we might just like cue in the oscars to the grammys like nomination chances are when you're hearing this podcast you're not going to hear the oscars music going in right now yeah yeah so it just do your best to just imagine it so we're gonna go ahead with number one the inner miami defensive Player of the Year. And the award nominees are Andres Reyes, Leandro Gonzalez Perez, and Nico Fagal. I think it's an obvious choice. And I turn to the Academy, who's one man right now to my right. And the Academy says three letters L G P. Oh man, listen to the crowd is packed tonight. Cloud's going wild, Jay. Cloud's going wild. Congrats, Leandro. Congrats. Big shout out. For the 75% of the games you could play due to yellow card accumulation suspensions, you made an impact on the Inner Miami podcast and our listeners and supporters. So yes. uh, enjoy this award with pride and, and wear it on your shoulder like you just came back from war. Yes. he. I mean, he has a lot of tattoos. You think this is tattoo worthy? Uh, uh, whew, ha, that's an amazing idea. Put it on your thigh. Did we just come up with the trophy? If We we will pay for the tattoo. Yes, we will. We will pay for the tattoo, LGP. If you want to get Inner Miami Podcast Trophy Defender Player of the Year on your thigh. You heard it here. LGP, congratulations. I say thigh because you can hide it. Hey, who knows? Maybe he wants it on his arm. You know, you never know. I'll tell you what. We won't pay him. We'll buy our own tattoo pin, and Alex will do it. (laughs) (laughs) Those lines are going to be horrible, but it's free. Oh, boy. Oh, well, congratulations, Uh, LGP, from the Defensive Player of the Year. And for our next award, the one that really... We fill in our in our hearts, man. We wear this one with such great pride to bring this award we completely created, but it's just so meaningful, especially to us, but also to the fans. The David Norman Jr. <laughs> Sportsmanship Award. You got it, dude. I know it doesn't end at David Norman Jr., even though that should be an award category it really in its own. Be. Who but are the nominees? Number one. Will Trap. Number two, Breck Shea. 
And number three, David the Goat Norman Jr. The Academy had a hard time winning the or choosing this one. But I think the name speaks for itself, Jay. Let's go ahead and open up that envelope. And this year's David Norman Jr. Sportsmanship Award goes to none other than David Norman Jr., baby. <laughs> Big shout out to David Norman Jr. Huge injured, shout out. Injured throughout almost the entire season, but never frowned, only smiled, and was the best teammate and sportsman. I think that's a word. Sportsman we've, we've seen this season. I think we're just saving David Norman for 2021. You know, I heard some crazy rumors that, you know, La Liga, you know, English Premier, they, they were talking about this kid. I heard they called him the Canadian Cristiano. It's weird because I heard the same exact thing. It's out there. It's out there. But moving on. Now, let's just pivot 180 to one of the most critical and important things that I value in this world. And that, of course, is my hair. Yes. <laughs> so leading off the nominees with best hair on Inner Miami, we have Rodolfo Pizarro circa January to April mm -hmm. when it was still mainly fully silver. Mm -hmm. Number two is Lee Wynn and the ninja style headband that I actually like. Now watch NBA. out. Now watch out. Jay. I know. I know. Some people give us smoke for that, but <laughs> I actually, I Googled it. And it's, an, it's called a ninja-style headband. The NBA uses them, and they classify them as ninja headband. That has nothing to do with ethnicity. That has nothing to do with anything racial-related. That's just a descriptive term for the headband. There is one person listening to those podcasts that highly disagrees with you. One person highly disagrees, and I'm sorry, but, man, you probably are not the most exciting person <laughs> at a party. Uh, number three, Breck Shea's Viking Gloriness. I mean, with Assassin's Creed Valhalla coming out, is Breck Shea not on the cover? Wait, okay. Side tangent, side award. Which hairstyle was your favorite Breck Shea hairstyle throughout his entire career? I'm taking now the natural beauty. Ooh. Not the dreadlocks or the braids or Too the much? faux hawk to mullet. Uh, just the natural, long, mm, Swedish, Norwegian, yeah, Norwegian, Icelandic locks that that man has. It's impressive. And then the fourth nominee, of course, none other than David Norman Jr.'s dad, David Norman Sr., who, if you do not recall, rocked some Miami Vice lettuce with a strong 80s stash. That was some flow. That was some flow. It looks like a uh, scene out of yeah, the 70s, man. That was uh, pretty wild to see the depiction put next to him. But those are some pretty great nominees. Those are some pretty great nominees. But if you listen to the Inter Miami podcast and you listen to the description of this segment being the Inter Miami podcast awards, you know there's no one else you love more than Breck Shea and his Viking gloriness. <laughs> Congratulations, Breck Shea. Don't cut it off, buddy. We love it. I'm sure the women do too. How fast do you think that thing grows? I would assume an inch and a half per night. I was thinking per hour. I imagine the amount 
that I have to shave my face is like the amount he has to fully cut his hair. Like he's probably spewing out a couple inches, at, at least a night, if, 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 probably like a foot a week. He doesn't rock any like facial hair either too. It's just all coming out of the top of the head. Yeah. I don't, uh, screw, that might be the, the, like the, 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 the Indian years of Breck Shea's career might just transition from head up top hair to wow. just facial hair. Imagine him coming out looking like riffraff. Wow. Just like zigzags. Yeah, like, yeah. Or yeah. Gandalf. Yeah, dude. I mean, you're in South Florida. We've got a ton of other homeless people down here. Very fair. Very fair. Well, congratulations, Breck Shea, for the flow of the year or you, the hair of the year. Yeah, so we will be sending Breck Shea a um, very large bottle of Head & Shoulders. Yeah, and also possibly. But no, no contract or sponsorship deal from Head & Shoulders. Just... Unfortunately not, but Breck was probably the best money spent all year, though, to be honest with you. Indeed. Undeniably, we missed him so much. We look forward to having him for next season. Now let's get a little more serious with the award for Inter-Miami Assist of the Year. The nominees are Ben Sweat to Julian Carranza for the Rainbow header against orlando deep left footed cross mm -hmm. from the wing mm -hmm. across the box feels great when you scored on your rival it does and if you haven't watched that highlight in a while go ahead and just put that on because it'll just bring a smile to your face keep it on loop it'll keep you in a good mood it'll get you through the winter time keep you warm second nominee is half of the team on the <laughs> goal against philadelphia union in the mls is back tournament I happen to really like this one. It was a great uh, complete uh, passing display from about six different Inter-Miami Herons out there resulting in a Pizarro goal. And the third and final nominee of the Inter-Miami Assist of the Year is Inter... Is, <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> Lewis Morgan to Pellegrini for his left foot one time against New York Red Bulls. Who's the winner, bud? Hand me the nomination or slash envelope, sir. Ah, you, you must have wrote this one. It's all jacked up. The winner is Ben Sweat to Julian Carranza for the header against Orlando. Attaboy, Ben. We've had him on the podcast. We've interviewed him. He's the man with the dirty left foot. Mr. Ben Sweat, congratulations. We were talking about his left foot the moment he was signed from our, on our team from the expansion draft, and it was great to see the execution on that goal, and that deemed the award winner this year. I feel like we've come full circle here, buddy. We've talked about something since uh, – since day one, and now here we are awarding that same dirty left foot. Congratulations, Ben Sweat and the entire Sweat family. Much love. Moving on to our next award, Mr. Clutch. This is a big award for our team here, and I think everybody right now is probably thinking of one player in particular. But... David Norman Jr. 
It's funny. I had that thought too. But anyway, uh, three nominees for this award. Dude, what if he just comes in and like bangs in like a hat trick? What makes you think he won't? Like I, I, I'm. We, we've been filling it on David for forever. I, well, I like it's coming. Yeah, dude. We've been saving David for a year, dude. Like, the Canucks are coming. The Canucks are taking over. Anyway, back to the award ceremony. Mr. Clutch, nomination number one is Mr. Lewis Morgan. The postman. Number two, LGP. Hey, why are your arms up there, LGP? We have action figures in the lobby. $9.99. Anyway, number three, Pizarro. And what's the award say, Jay? The award says delivery date Tuesday at 4 p.m. It must be the postman. It's got to be the postman. Congratulations, Lewis Morgan. Congrats, Lewis. You were the bright spot on the team, Mr. Consistent, Mr. Clutch. We enjoyed having you on the uh, the podcast as well. Great interview. Uh, we wish the best for you and your uh, your girlfriend over there, and of course her artwork. Yeah, absolutely. Had a blast having Lewis on the entire Morgan family uh, from the Inner Miami podcast to you across the globe. Um, we love you been a great getting to know everybody in the family and oh oh lewis just texted us and uh he said cheers have a slug of iron brew on me oh hey there we go i guess we got to do that after the show all righty let's get on to one of the heaviest awards of the year and i'm talking about the inner miami goal of the year some call it the Oscar of the Inner Miami Podcast Award <laughs> inaugural <Oscars>? award <laughs> show. Some call it the Grammy. <laughs> what? I don't know. We're talking about Inner Miami Goal of the Year. Here are the nominees, and we have quite a few. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but we're it. bouncing into this award because it is a super important award. This is the Inner Miami Goal of the Year. Nominee one, Lewis Morgan's upper 90 top binner. Gonzalo Iguain's free kick for the win. Pella Messi's one-timer. Mikey Ambrose's rainy Ooh, days. Boy, that was we were there, Jay. That was we that were. was a fire one. Julian Carranza, rainbow header. Rainbow Bob. There we go. Okay, so uh, before we get into this, we'll break these down. Lewis Morgan uh, off the assist from Gonzalo uh, one time with the right foot against New York Red Bulls to draw it even 2-2. Beautiful upper 90. If you watch from William, like top bin, beautiful. Uh, number two, Gonzalo Guayin's free kick. I think everyone saw that to beat the Red Bulls in the second game. That had the entire league on notice. Even though it was just for one night, it was on notice because that was a rocket. It, it was. And then, of course, uh, Pella Messi, Mateus Pellegrini, none other than himself, often assists from Lewis Morgan with the one time on the left foot. Uh, Mikey Ambrose, rainy days, is the 
the goal that put us up against Cincinnati in a hurricane to, to get us into the playoffs from outside the box, just absolute ripper, loved it. And, of course, the Julian Carranzo uh, Carranza Rainbow Bop was that beautiful cross, which Ben Sweat just won assist of the year on, uh, that he was able to finish off with his head, high arcing over Galese to score on our rivals, Inter Miami. Go ahead and do the honors, buddy. Well, this th- this award had the most controversy of all. And, you know, next year we've talked about opening up the academy and having a committee involved with this decision-making process because this was just too razor thin on this decision. And I got to say, Jay, hand me that, hand me that envelope. Bro, I'm running out of envelopes. Okay, you got more I got it. I got it. There it is. There it is. Move your keys, man. The winner is Pepita Gonzalo. Iguain's free kick. Put the league on notice with that goal. Said, hey, MLS, I am here. And And that's the only goal I'm going to give you all season. (laughs) See you later. (laughs) But uh, I'll tell you what. The reason that that, uh, this is the winner is because this came at a time where we absolutely had to get a win uh, and get at the very end of the game and, and off of a f- set piece, which we don't score off. I, I believe that was what, the first set piece we scored. I, I remember believe. dropping to my knees and saying, holy crap, we scored off a set piece. Uh, beautiful ripper. Uh, you know, not over the wall like you typically see. Went around the wall and uh, kind of threw off the uh, the New York Rebels keeper there. But uh, congratulations, Gonzalo, and uh, we look forward to a brighter future as the team continues to mesh and many, many more MLS goals. I know you're, I know you're good for more than one per season, bud. Yeah, let's don't microcosm this season into thinking that this is the totality that this man can offer us. I think next year is, <laughs> I mean, watch out MLS because this guy's ready to roll. Yeah, I, we hope so. Let's do it, baby. Moving on to the last. That's the best part about being a sports fan, though, Jay. Like, there's always next year. Yes, there is. Yeah, tell me about it. I've been saying that for four years now with FSU. (laughs) Go Canes. Moving on. MVP standout performer. Big award. It is a very big award. Is this the most prestigious award, or is it the... David Norman Jr. It's probably the award. David Norman you're right, Jr. You're right. But honestly, like in my book, yeah, MVPs are cool. But what do fans love to see? They love to see goals. So I love the Inter Miami goal of the year. I can't wait to hopefully score more goals next year. Uh, moving on, though, MVP standout performer. Our nominees are Mr. Gonzalo Higuain, Lewis Morgan, Rodolfo Pizarro. And just blaze my tweety. <laughs> I like it. I like the throwback. There we go. Let me get another envelope. And here, take it over here. Here we go. There we go. I got it. And the winner is Mr. Lewis Morgan, Mr. Consistent himself. The postman never misses a, a delivery, bud.
Mr. Consistent himself, the postman, just like USPS, they now deliver on Sundays. He is good any day of the week. Congratulations, Lewis. We hype you up all day, so I'm not going to do it right now. That's two huge awards for Lewis thus far, and we have one more award left. He has won Mr. Clutch and the MVP slash standout performer of the year. But So the next award is best Scottish player on Inter-Miami team. <laughs> <laughs> but without further ado, we bring our final award of the evening. Might even be the morning and the afternoon. Who knows? Whenever you're listening to this. It is the best moment of the 2020 season. And the award nominees are Rodolfo Pizarro's first goal for Inter-Miami against yep. D.C. United. DC in like United. One and a half minute, right? Uh, our first win, which was eight games into the season. Months uh, later. Months later against Orlando City, against our rivals. Uh, number three, making the playoffs in our first year. In the hurricane. The next nominee is Lewis to LGP off a corner to beat Orlando City to give us that extra playoff push we needed. Mm -hmm. And number five, which is what all the fans hopefully voted for, was the first time you heard the Inner Miami podcast. <laughs> I love it. Jay, hand, hand me that the envelope, please. And the award goes to Inter Miami making the playoffs in their first inaugural season. There were a lot of winners in that category, Jay. There were a lot of winners, but none greater in the eyes of the Inter Miami Podcast Academy. <laughs> Then making the playoffs, playing through a hurricane, getting so wet that you don't even carry your wet anymore. Uh, watching the games finish. We were checking the game, the, the other MLS games on our phone, watching them finish uh, on the big screen at the stadium. And then realizing that we had actually made the playoffs, just turning around, seeing all the fans that were there jumping up and down uh, with joy. Of course, the thousands, hundreds of thousands, hundreds of millions of Inter Miami fans around the world jumping inside their house. Uh, what a uh, what a magical moment! So this one is to the team as a whole, and uh, you know, thank you for making this first season uh, one we're definitely not going to forget. Absolutely, and I mean, you know, to to look at this very, you know microcosmly, right? Like that moment. Did you just learn this word this week? You like that, don't you? <laughs> Well, every time you tell me it's not a word, it's an actual word. And I show I you every word, time like, after this. Yeah, okay. And <laughs> Jay, Jay loves the vocabulary that I throw out here every once in a while. But I'm not even sure this how it's pronounced. I don't think it was, actually. I really think I had screwed it up. There you go. All right, we'll roll with that one. But on a very micro standpoint, <laughs> let's just knock out the, half of the second half of the word here. <laughs> That moment sitting there on decision day and 
the entire crowd like checking their phones and like the last 10 minutes and bouncing around with three different games going on and you know seeing if we're going to make the playoffs or not making the playoffs who's winning who's losing lots of games going back and forth was truly a special moment and I mean this team experienced their ups and their downs and you know hey that's why we're fans of the sport but in that microcosm was special there you go yeah. Are you looking up the word yeah, right I'm now? Looking at the pronunciation. You got it right. All right, solid. I'm just so, making sure you're using it correctly. Solid. Well, uh, you heard it here. Verification. We don't just do math. We do English as well. But not very well, but as well. That brings a close to the first ever IMPC award show. We hope you guys enjoyed it. You. We hope we brought a few smiles to your faces during this holiday season that may feel a little bit less holiday-ish but guess what that's what the inner miami podcast is here to do and that's hopefully what we've done for you we're accepting applications to expand the inner miami podcast um committee for these awards next year jay so uh we're accepting applicants really at any given time if you send us a text an email a dm you'll pretty much be asked on if you just follow our facebook page you're accepted <laughs> you we liked that one, didn't you? <laughs> I wasn't sure where you were going with it, but uh, yearly takeaway, man, uh, or yearly takeaways, I guess rather. Uh, you know, what are your what are your parting thoughts as we leave this season and take a small hiatus around from our inter Miami uh, podcast community? Just the podcasting part. We'll still be on social and still be in sharing stuff and active, but. Uh, what are your parting words on this season, my guy? Yeah, uh, really kind of one positive and one negative to, to kind of talk about. And, you know, I guess in pure IMPC fashion, let's focus on the positives. And, you know, everybody, we, we are blessed to have a management team that will spend money. And that is something that not every team does looking at, you know, the Colorados and the Houstons of the world, you know, not very many teams spend as much money as we do. And especially in MLS and professional soccer in the United States, that is a very important aspect of building a team. You know, the average, or I'm sorry, the salary cap in MLS is $4.9 million. So, you know, do keep in mind that that does not include the three DP slots that we have right now occupied by Gonzalo Pellegrini and Pizarro. So number one is really about, you know, the management group willing to spend money to, to seemingly make us good. Yeah. And you know, for the $50 they spent on Breck Shea, <laughs> it's a hell of a buy right there. Well, yeah. But, uh, you know, notably, I mean, you know, going into next season, salary cap is going to be pushed up to 5.2 uh, million. And then uh, the GAM general allocation money is going to go up from 1.5 million, a little, a little above that to, to 1.9 million. But, uh, yeah, you know, they're, they're not a team that's afraid to go out there and, and get their big names. We'll see what happens with Olivier Giroud. But, you know, sneakiest move in the league this year, possibly in the history of the league, was landing Blaze Matuidi on a, a strictly TAM deal. So uh, big, big plus as far as, you know, negatives. I guess I'll go ahead and, and, and be that guy. Uh, you know, l general lack of team identity. You know, that was a big problem. Lack of chemistry. These are things that I hope that we can get figured out going from year one to year two. You know, we got some big names in here, and, and we need to see results from you know not only the those big name players, but we need the uh, you know lesser known players, uh, the non DP players to really step up and and you know 
make an impact and, and hopefully we can turn this thing around and be a serious threat moving forward to uh, to next season. Uh, things I'll be looking for is, you know, I, I want to have a better record than Nashville next year. I definitely want to have a better record than uh, Austin FC. I want to dominate the expansion teams. Uh, you know, of course, always keep it on NYCFC and LAFC, but those are kind of exceptions to the expansion uh, team rule. But all these teams have identities, even Nashville park the bus, be defensive, play on the counterattack. They have their identities. So lineup being in constant flux, injuries, COVID hit us at the end of the season, lack of substitutions early, lack of desire to really try new tactics and uh, mess around with different formations, I think is some that I would like to see more of. Uh, but again, we are just completing year one. We are a brand new expansion team. We are in the best city in America to play football, to play soccer in. Let's go. We will be a great team, and we look forward to the next seasons. What are your lingering questions you have for next year, bud? Yeah, Jay, you you hit that on the dot there. But, I mean, the identity issue is something to clear upon this offseason. I mean, besides saying negative, let's just say challenge. You know, it's a little bit of a challenge in creating that identity. Every great sports team in history has had – that identity that you know game in and game out you're going to get this type of response from your from your club from your team from your unit whatever whatever sport you're playing but as I said you know a few questions moving to next year you know I'm really kind of looking at our young players you know Julian Carranza you know Matella you know Mateus Pella Pella Pellegrini you know he's occupying a young DP slot right now what are we going to do with that are we going to give him another year we talked about it earlier on the pod Definitely think at least another half to full season probably for all these folks is probably in order. It's just a little bit too difficult to to glue everything together in an expansion team so quickly, especially with everything that kind of happened during this year. But, you know, outside of that, you know, how are we going to strengthen our midfield? You know, right now I think there's definitely holes. You know, Blaze does a good job on that. But obviously, you know, with Uyoya and, you know, Will Trap, that type of combination just didn't really didn't really seem to be the peanut butter to each other's jelly kind of this year, if you know what I'm throwing down. But – for us to revisit the Augustin Amendra situation, I, I do expect at least one, if not two, midfield acquisitions over the offseason. Yeah, and I mean, last but not least, but can our attack find chemistry? And the, and the attack doesn't exactly just mean, you know, Gonzalo, whoever we throw up there. It really means the our favorite word of the podcast, that fluidity that we always talk to about the back to the front and really creating those creative opportunities, you know, off of one another to help each other score. You know, we were one of the lowest scoring teams in the entire MLS all season. And it was, you know, I know, I know everybody was pulling their hair out. So building some type of chemistry, you know, from the midfield into the attack, you know, figuring out that offensive threat is definitely where I think a lot of question marks are going to lay with Diego and his coaching staff. I agree. Um, really agree with all that, honestly. Um, yeah, we're going to need to augment the, the midfield. We need the, the wingers and, you know, cams, whether it be Bizarro or someone else to step up. Uh, what's going to happen? The MLS looks to be making a change to the DP rules. Are they adding five? Or are they just making it three outright DPs and, and, and not one young designated DP? Uh, that could change the, the, the face of the league. Well, yeah. I mean, to your point, Jay, and – you know, again, to, to kind of, you know, recall back, you know, even a year from now where we were talking about the MLS in totality and really talking about that, you know, kind of uh, discrepancy between salaries of the, you know, NFL, you know, MLB, 
NBA. And this is kind of one more step that the MLS is taking to help engage some of this higher quality talent around the world. Yeah. I mean, look, <laughs> if the, if an MLS team wants to win the CONCACAF champions league, uh, there's got to be a change that's made either to salary cap, extra DP spots, or playing against Mexican teams that have no salary cap or, or restrictions or, or anything like that. So if you want to see a change, uh, we'll do that. And then one just lingering thing uh, before I just give a quick update, I guess, on the MLS Cup playoffs. Just something um, to ponder, a question to ponder as we leave you for uh, you know a few weeks is um, – is Pizarro even going to be on this team come March? And that's something that everyone, I think, should be aware of and keep an eye on. Um, there's a very good chance he, he's gone. Maybe he goes to Europe. Uh, maybe replace him with Olivier Giroud. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, leave you a little cliffhanger with that. Will Rodolfo Pizarro still be a heron in 2021? But let's go ahead and give a quick update on the MLS is not MLS is back. Wow. MLS Cup <laughs> playoff standings. Uh, as you know, Miami did not make it out of the playing rounds. We lost to Nashville. Uh, and then New England Revolutions beat Montreal 2-1. to one. So that threw New England against Philadelphia, who actually came out, gets the win against Philadelphia. Outside of that, Orlando played NYCFC, drew it out. Orlando won on a crazy penalty exchange where uh, – what is Slagle, uh, whatever it was, came in to, to make a defender came in to make the final save. Uh, the New York Red Bulls lost to Columbus. Nashville actually came out and beat Toronto FC. Surprise, surprise to make it to uh, the conference semifinals on the West Coast West Conference side. We had uh, San Jose and Sporting Kansas go into extra time, go into penalties. Uh, Kansas City ended up getting the win out of that. Minnesota beat Colorado 3-0 to make it into the conference semis. Uh, Portland uh, and Dallas went over into PKs as well. Uh, Dallas coming out on top of Portland. Surprise, surprise. And then, of course, Seattle beat LFC 3-1 to make it to the conference semifinals. So in the conference semifinals on the Eastern Conference, New England came out, beat Orlando 3-1. Didn't really think a lot of people saw that one coming. And then Columbus came out and ended Nashville's Cinderella season. Their dream one, dream <laughs> run, rather, uh, two to zero to lead to a conference finals matchup of New England versus Columbus. Coming to you December 6th at 3 p.m. It's a little early for a game, but all right. Uh, on the Western Conference side, we had Sporting KC take on Minnesota and Seattle taking on Dallas. Sporting KC in Minnesota is tonight at 8.30. That'll already happen. Who knows the results? Add that in yourself. Uh, Seattle beat LFC Dallas in a wild game last night. So right now we are looking at Seattle versus either Sporting Kansas City or Minnesota in the conference finals on the West and New England Revolution versus Columbus on the conference finals of the East. Who do you got winning it all, Jay? Well, I'm really bad at picking these, as you know. <laughs> but I'm going with Columbus on this one. Ooh, damn. You just scared the shit out of me because I was thinking Columbus too. But I'm going to go ahead and change my pick to... Be smart. You can always say Sporting KC slash Minnesota because we don't know the outcome yet. 
I'm going to go ahead and say... Oh, that game's on now. Let me give you a live update. I don't need a live update, to be honest with you, Jay. I'm going to go ahead and Seattle. say Seattle. Of course you are. I, I think this is Seattle's year. I'm sorry. But, you know, they, they could potentially be a dynasty in the MLS. They've been to, I think it's four of the la uh, the last five Western Conference finals. Yeah, yeah, it was three to the last four last year, and it's four to the last five. Yeah. They, uh, they do well in the uh, in the postseason, without a doubt. Yeah, and I was actually going to go Columbus, but when you picked them, I, you know, got to go the other way. <laughs> yeah, of course. We're not going to do another episode, so just follow that and uh, make the conclusions you want. Thank you so much to our listeners in the 40-something countries you are in. Uh, we cannot express the insanity and just complete uh, it's the excitement, excitement, but just how grateful we are that this picked up and uh, spread internationally. And, and, you know, if it wasn't for the listeners, we want to be here. We love the uh, the positive uh, feedback and reach out from the community. We do it for you guys. We will continue to do it for you guys. We're just going to take a small break. Just give us a few weeks off to reset, maybe visit a spa, chiropractor, get ready for this new season. Uh, from the bottom of my heart, I know I'm speaking on Alex's, but we really appreciate it. And, and if you want to say anything, buddy, jump in here. And I think you nailed it, Jay. And, you know, the first episode, I'm pretty sure we said we weren't even sure if we'd be, like, invited back on the mics for episode two. And here we are. Yeah. You know, 48 episodes into season one. The best thing I can say is thank you, everyone, for for listening to the podcast and, you know, helping this thing grow. And, you know, this thing sprouted legs this year. We're excited to see what happens in the future. We're, we're talking about a lot of cool stuff, you know, internally with the Inner Miami podcast, doing some more stuff with the team. So we are really, really excited. And, you know, dare I say, Jay, we're going to be back for season two, which is, I think, the first time we've said that. Yeah, and I can't, I can't wait to, to switch just from publishing the episodes from season one to season two. But it's going to be a big moment. It really will be a big moment. We will be back um, again, man, signing off for uh, for season one from the Intermind Podcast. I am Jake Kington alongside, as always, Mr. Alex Papa George. I'm not going to throw the social media handles at you anymore. Uh, we feel too, uh, too good to, to put you through that right now. But um, have a great uh, great weekend. Happy and holidays. Happy holidays. Be safe. Enjoy time with family. Enjoy time off work. Enjoy the um, – what's the word I'm looking for? I'm blanking out. The final results of the MLS uh, Cup. And, um, again, we'll see you. We'll, we'll recap all the news that happens in the next four weeks, man. But uh, – Man, what a journey. Love you guys. What a journey, and it's just beginning. And as, a, as we leave every single episode, from episode one to episode 40-something, vamos Miami. Vamos Miami. <laughs>